Hallelujah. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn to Joshua chapter 24. Just as sure as I think uh, I got things going just exactly the way that God wants me to have it, he'll change it. But I appreciate them prayers that y'all been praying for me yesterday and today. I appreciate the text, sending y'all sending texts, praying for you. I sure got to have them prayers. Amen. I titled this message after the Lord gave it to me, and I feel like he laid this on my heart. Your way ain't working. Boy, I tell you what, even after we saved, don't we try to take matters in our own hands and do things sometimes and think we can work it out, and then we realize that we can't. In Joshua chapter 24, verse 14, a very familiar passage of Scripture. It's used a lot of times. I want us to look at this Scripture See what God can do with it. Hmm. Wow. When you get ready, I'm loving hearing them Bibles rumble. I sure am. I sure am. If you had the same identical Bibles, mine, I could tell you what page it was on. Me and Judy have the same Bible. 335, ain't it? <laughs> Amen. I want you to look at this. It says, Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. The Bible is trying to tell us something right here. The reason why, if I went back and took the time, and I'm not a good reader, but if I started in verse 1, you would, you would look down through all them scriptures, and, and you would see where I, I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood, and then and, and they'll say all them things, and then he say, then I brought you out. You know, he, he would say, you know, you was, you was standing against the Red Seas. I talked to you a while ago. You know what? And, 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 and I, I caused it to dry and went by, and all them chariots that was behind you that was running you down, he said, I just caused the water to come over there, and I just took them all out for you. And all the way up to verse 14, you could read over and over and over, and, uh, and when, when, you know, how... How they was coming, they was right on the hills at the Red Sea, and he caused a dark cloud to come over to hinder them. And he said, I, I did all that for you. And, and, then, and then in verse 10 it said, but, but I would not hearken unto Baal when Baal come against you, and, and, and before he blessed you still, so I delivered you out of his hand. I, I took care of everything. So I just wonder what the conversation would be this morning, if we, stand, if we stood flat-footed before the Lord and the Lord could just say, listen, it's going to take a while, but I want to go all the way back to when you was born. And what I want to do, I just want to take as much time as I need to take to tell you every time I bless you. I want to show you everything that I've done for you in your whole life. I think before it got done, it'd probably be born. You said, are you done yet? He said, no, I'm not done yet. And he'd probably bring us all the way to this morning. Said, you know what, this morning, even this morning, couldn't nobody do it but me, but I opened up the skies where there'd be rain. So we'd have ample water. So we'd have water to drink, a wonderful thing. I, I, I'm still the one that's going to cause the sun to shine. I, I'm still the one going to speak life into you. I, I, I thought I'd said something about this other night, but God didn't have to, he didn't have to sign off on the sun because the sun, if he don't want to shine, he's Lord over it. It only shines when he, 
wants it to shine and, and he wants to be Lord over your life. He don't want you to just walk down an aisle and say that you've come down an aisle and you've stood before the preacher and then you got in the water and we're so glad that Vicky's here. She's been born again. It's been a while. And uh, she decided, well, finally she works and has a job at nurse up at the hospital. And we so appreciative of all the, all the nurses. If you work in a hospital, would you stand so we can give you a hand clap right here? If you work any kind of way, come on. Get up there and stand so we can give you a hand clap. Praise God. Praise God. Vicky's going to get baptized. I asked her husband if he want to come in there with me to hold her under a little extra. And he said, no, man, you're going to get me in trouble. Just go on. But we're glad her friends, family has come with her. But, but she trusts the Lord. She, she got saved. And now she can see where her blessings come from. She can understand every day she gets up, Brother Michael, every day she gets up and everything she got. I don't care if it's your truck you drive, the car you drive. I don't know how many folks of y'all like me. I, I don't have a brand new one, but it's a whole lot better than some of them clunkers I used to ride in. You couldn't even get them to crank. And then when you got them cranked, they wouldn't shut off. They just keep on glug, 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 glug. And you crank them back up, they'd hit another leg like, man, this is embarrassing. Y'all done been there? I mean, God has been good. God has been good. We're living in homes and, and got more than one restroom. And, you know, don't, and, and if I can just get redneck, you don't have to use toilet paper no more. Probably got Charmin, so now I got your attention. But anyway, God is trying to tell these people like, man, I, I done blessed you. He, he's saying, now look, after I done been good to you. He didn't say, kind of think about me every now and then. You know, in your spare time, when you ain't got nothing else to do, Kind of think about me, kind of maybe mention my name a little bit. I don't know about you, but if somebody, if I was drowning at, at Beach Lake, Michael, up there where you live at somewhere, and I was drowning, and, and you jumped off in the water to save my life, and you lost your life to give me life, I don't think I'd ever forget about Michael Holmes. I'd probably be like a lot of people who's got things on the back of their windshield in memory of Michael Holmes, I'd have the date that you was born, the date that you died saving my life. And if somebody said, we noticed that, that sign on the back of your, of your window right there, you know, what about it? So you, what, we knew him too. I would tell them all about you. And we got a Jesus done bled and died. He done bled and died so we could have life. The Bible said we could have life and then have it more abundant. The Bible will teach you that because of your unbelief, you're, you're already dead. You're already, it's over for you. You've done already decided that you're not never going to have that peace, love, and joy, the fruits of the Spirit that can only come from being born again. Boy, it's going to be an exciting time for you, Vicki. I remember I, too, went to another church, and I, the church that I went to didn't have a baptistry, and I remember going to it, and I, 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 I'd gone back to my mother's church, and they had a revival, and y'all know the story. I ain't going through that, hopefully. And uh, anyway, there I, I got saved. And so nobody ever said anything about, about baptism to me. And, and uh, because I was at another church, they didn't. And I, I didn't know, but what happened is that sometimes unless you were saved in that church, they didn't want to baptize you in that church. And I think that's a bunch of baloney. God's the one saved. The sheetrock on the walls. Come on, y'all help me a little bit. Ain't what saved you. It ain't, it ain't the denomination is what saved you. It's that Jesus hung on the cross and by faith you accept him. But anyway, I hadn't got baptized and so finally the preacher nice, nice guy over, over at the church and I was going to at the time we was raising a family. He said, have you been saved? I said, yes, sir. 
I sure have. He said, Brother Eddie, I never have no reason. I helped him. I do things. Of course, that don't matter. Many's going to come to me that day and say, Lord, Lord. I'm telling you, before I got saved, I went to church every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Before I got saved, I was 14 years old. I started tithing. Hooray for me. You know what? I was still straight headed to a devil's hell. But I come to tell you that one Tuesday night, Brother Sammy, at an old-fashioned revival, I found myself at some altars just because at that church, if you didn't go to the altars, they're going to come get you anyway. So I said, I might as well go up there. And I got up there, and the Holy Ghost of God got to dealing with me. And he said, what you going to do with me? It ain't about where you're going to church. It ain't about your friends. It ain't about what you think. Eddie, what are you going to do with me? And in my mind's eye, I see what I thought looked just like my Jesus hanging on a cross. said, Eddie, it's what you're going to do with this right here is what's mattered. What are you going to do with these nails in my hands? What are you going to do with this blood that's running like a river? And more than that, what are you going to do for this love? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed them should not perish but have everlasting life. I don't know about you. I don't know how long I'm going to have here. Now, Anthony, about last Friday and Saturday, with that kidney stone that I showed him a while ago, I didn't even care if I lived here anymore. I thought, man, heaven would be good. Going on to glory would be good. I'm a big old baby anyway. And I'll tell you one thing. I don't know how you ladies do it. I hear ladies say, listen, this thing is worse than having a baby. I'm here to tell you, I went through a rough time. But on Saturday afternoon, I had enough sense to text on my phone to my church right here. And I said, listen, I really, really need prayer. I mean, I am really, really hurting. I can't explain to you. And it's through y'all's prayers. It wasn't but a couple hours. That thing eased up where I could bear it. I didn't have to have no more medicine. And it took about three or four more days. I guess God's trying to teach me something, slow me down, trying to get me to hear him. I don't know. But on Wednesday morning, somewhere around 930, I had the baby. Hallelujah. And I'm excited. <laughs> Woo. I have been blessed. If you've ever had a man at the overhead and they gone, and if you'd have been here Wednesday night, I, 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 I sung that gone at last. Or one of them songs, gone, the stone is rolled back. I, I'm so grateful. But for you to be here healthy and in good health and not hurting, there's a lot of people have to get up and deal with pain every day of their life. Man, don't, don't trade your, the health you got for nothing in the world. Take care of that health. It's a blessing from the Lord. Well, when we got to the scripture, I'll try to finish preaching the scripture God gave me, but it, it was just like, I blessed you. I done been good to you. My goodness, and as I think about some of y'all and how you progressed along and how one day y'all was working in this place, then you worked in another place, then you worked in another place, and God just kept on, just kept on blessing you. You lived here, and then you moved over here, and you lived in this, and then, then you lived in this, and now God just blessed you. One time you didn't have these things, now you got these things. All through there, God just continues to bless you. When you look all the way back, when you, when you maybe first got married, and look what you had, and so little that you had. Man, and you look to the day and how blessed you are. Man, the biggest thing, you can look back when you was lost and undone on your way to hell and mercy done stepped in. Nelson, he done come down there and loved you so much. And you know what? The only reason why you got saved at all is because one day you realize how much Jesus loved you. I wish so bad today that you just realize how much Jesus loves you. 
I wish today you would allow the Holy Spirit of God to you to be immersed and baptized in the Holy Spirit of God. Then go on and be baptized in the water as an example to people. Look, here's what's done happened in my heart. Vicky knows today that ain't ain't in the water, but let me finish that. That preacher asked me to come be baptized, Vicky. And I tell you what, when I come out of that water, the Bible said obedience is better than a sacrifice. Sometimes we just won't think we exempt from things. We're like, well, that don't, that don't pertain to me. You know, I, I guess I'm exempt. It don't matter. And God is not going to bless you until you obey the things that he told you to do. You'll never have a time in your life that you'll be absolutely perfect for the Lord in and of your own. There'll never be a time in your life that you'll ever live one day that you're going to be absolutely sinless in your life. That's why you had to accept God's grace, not your grace. That's why you had to accept his blood, not your blood. That's why you had to decide... Except his sacrifice and not your sacrifice. And I'm trying to get it across to you today that it ain't church folks that's going to heaven. It's saved folks that's going to heaven that's believed in Jesus Christ and accepted him as their Lord and Savior. That's the only line that we've got. So here we are in Joshua running through. I'm trying. I'm having way too good a time. Y'all got way too good a spirit. Some of y'all need to give me a mean look or something because I ain't seen one yet. And in a hindered spirit. But right now it's good. Parker, thank you for that smile. I thank you. I thank you. It's good. It said, now therefore, because I've been good to you, just because I've been good to you, because now you finally understood. Brother Eddie, we got the point. Good Lord, man, it's going to be one o'clock if you don't hurry up. Did you get the point? How many of y'all know that God has been good to you? They're a whole lot louder than at a Tennessee ball game. And ain't neither one of them never done nothing to you, and they ain't going to come see you when they're sick or nothing. But anyway, let me keep going. It says, therefore, fear the Lord. Let me tell you something. I'm scared not to serve him. I'm scared not to serve him that the Bible said, he, you have to say that you have no sin. You, you church folk to say that you ain't got no sin. He said, you're a liar. And the truth ain't in you. And furthermore, you're making the word of God a lie. You know, that's a whole lot of times when people come down and they give their life to Jesus. Don't you sit there today and say, well, Okay, boy, just now you tell me I ain't been, I ain't got to be perfect. Yes, I didn't ever tell you that. If you're going to go to heaven, you're going to have to be absolutely perfect. And when you get to heaven, and you're going to be like me, if you accept him by faith, and every knee's bound, I'm bound, and I'm looking up as holies of holies, and I, I'm saying, you can't let me in. That's what I'm going to say. You can't let me in. Jesus is going to say to me, because I accept him at 27 as my Lord and Savior, and I'm not ashamed to say it, Jesus is going to say to me, well done, my good and faithful servant. I'm going to want to argue with him. He's going to carry me back to 27 years old where I gave my life to him and he said, through faith, you wasn't ashamed of me. You asked me to come in your life and I've covered you by the blood and you absolutely perfect, well done. My good and my faithful servant, enter in. Whoa, you don't want to be standing in front of me on that day. I'm here to tell you, can you imagine 10 Billy Lemons and God had just told all 10 of them, that to enter in, Billy, you've been faithful over a few things. You wasn't ashamed of me. Come on in and just enjoy heaven. My word, there's going to be a whole lot of folk going to get smooth run over right there. 
Billy's going to be telling him how sorry he is. He's going to be wiping blood from the lip. He's going to mean, I'm so sorry. I, I got a little excited. I, I climbed all up. I, I, just, I just had to get to Jesus. I, I couldn't wait to get to Jesus. Brother Eddie, we got it. God's been good to us. I don't know how you could stand here today whether you saved and lost and not understand that God, look here, you got your family sitting with you. You got a good job. You got a good home. You got your health. I'm telling you, you would have to be an idiot to sit here today and say that God has been good to me, not be able to say that. I'm telling you, something ain't right. Ain't nobody home if you ain't got it. So if you'll let me know you got it, I'll get on something else. Oh, we got it. We got it. Amen, we got it. It says, fear the Lord. Fear the Lord, the one that's been good to me. The one that's been good to me. The one that, he, he, he's a jealous God. He, he chastises those he loves. He, he makes sure that you acknowledge him. He, he does that after you get saved. It, it's up to him to keep you in line. I know a lot of times we got different ways of, of, of talking to children, stand them in a corner, whatever. You know, with me, it would just wait till daddy gets home and I'd go lay in that bed like I was sleeping. He'd come through the door and say, son, don't you even think about laying there like you sleep. Don't even think about it. Here come that belt out. Boy, he could take it out. So, and he whooped the cover, plumb off of me, then he whooped me. I mean, that's just the way you do it. I never got a whooping that I, that I didn't truly uh, have to have and I needed. It says, fear the Lord. I feared my daddy. I've got an older brother said one time, and he had come in, and he had been doing something he didn't need to be doing. I was sitting here, and my daddy was here in the middle. My brother come in, and my, and my daddy said, son, this is the last time I'm going to whoop you. It'll be the last time. Won't be whooping you no more. Well, I think Chilton was kind of enjoying that, you know. Well, Chilton was doing something. I don't know exactly what happened. Don't matter. It's irrelevant. And here he comes up to church, and we had just got out of church on a Sunday night, and Chilton comes up. And Daddy asked Chilton a question. And Chilton didn't answer right. <laughs> and Daddy hit my brother somewhere right in here. <laughs> Knocked him plumb down on that gravel. <laughs> First thing I said, I just a little fella, I was a lot younger than Chilton was. I said, well, he didn't lie. He said he wasn't going to whoop you again. You know what? God's got things to do. You, he, he ain't got to take out this belt. Man, he can just withdraw just a little bit. And when we stand before him, we're going to say, Lord, I, I deserved it all. I deserved all that pain like I did you, Lord. I can't imagine if I, because we're going to see just how good his love was. We're going to see just how good his grace was. We, we're going to say, Lord, I don't even know why you didn't kill me. Man, I thought I was going to die going through them troubles, but Lord, I'm seeing how good you was to me and how you were so close to me and how you blessed me all that time. Lord, I fear the Lord. It said fear him. I'm going to tell you something. If folks feared the Lord, we wouldn't have no empty seats. It wouldn't be no empty seats. Renee sung a song a while ago about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were threatened, and they, they said, throw us in the fire. They said, oh, king, we slow to answer you in this matter, but let it be known we're not bound down. We're not going to get down. Everybody thinks they can fix America, but they don't want to spend the little bit of time where the Bible said in 2 Chronicles 5, 17, and I'm trying to get through. I'm really already through. <laughs> he said, if my people who are called by my name will just humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, he said, then seek my face. Just seek my face. Just turn their eyes upon Jesus. Sister Opal, you'll say, look, 
look full in his wonderful face. And a thing to this world, we'll go strangely down. Wouldn't it be something when somebody talked to you about all the stuff's going on in the world? Say, well, you know what? I ain't worried about it. I talked to the Lord this morning. He said, if I would seek him, he said, if I would humble myself and I done word, look, I done told folks what I think needs to happen all, but the Lord done showed me what I need to do and I ain't worried about them, I'm worried about me. I believe if I do what I need to do, I, the Lord's going to honor that. We don't want to draw no circle around none of us, do we? We don't want to do that. We don't want to say, Lord, it's me. Maybe it's me. Maybe, maybe I deserve what's going on. I got to keep going. It said, fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity. Man, them old saints of God. Man, them ladies that would go down there and clean the church. And Sister Lisa, you're just such a blessing. You know, you know Daryl can't do no, put no women's touch on it. And you just come out here and do. And, and what a blessing. Clean restrooms. Gets in them toilets where you done been. Cleans them. Just does it. Just does it because she wants to do it. Can you imagine that? What if I... When come up, use your pastor. Say, man, I really need you something bad next week, especially you men. Say, I, I need you <laughs> next week. So what you got, man? I got about twelve toilets at the church. I need you clean them for me. He said, well, I'm, I, I send you somebody, <laughs> you know. So there you go, in that same same deal. I remember being on the on, on East Main, and, and Dana, we're glad to have you today in the house with us. And I, I remember. Uh, your father-in-law being with me, Ted, and, and I remember when the tornado come through Jackson and about toward Jackson, Tennessee down. I, I remember two men had already told me they need to meet us up there on East Main at the church, and, and, and Ted was there with me. I said, Ted, you probably need to get in your car and go home. It's, uh, you know, it's bad clouds coming up, and besides all that, them two guys right there, they're absolute nuts, and I don't know what's going to happen in the church house. We went into the church, and I, I asked the guy, Leonard, my friend, I said, Leonard, what's going on? He said, oh, not really nothing, Brother Eddie. He's a different kind of guy. Boy, he, he's, I mean, if you was around him, you'd say, boy, that's a strange fella right there. And I, I tell him, I, we laugh about it all the time. Boy, he helped his church in a big, big way, big way, big way. I was sitting out there in the trailer and pouring down rain, and what was I going to do? Just get all the block and all laid and call me. said, Brother Eddie, we're just going to take care of every bit of that. So many people helped the church. He said, Brother Eddie, we, we came down here for you to wash our feet. <laughs> Anybody else, I'd have thought, man, you're joking me, but I knew it was Leonard Diffie, he wasn't joking. I said, Good enough. I went in that little kitchen. Some of y'all can remember that little kitchen, those shotgun kitchen we had. I remember getting out a big old yellow bowl. I remember putting some water. I remember coming in, in the church house and I remember looking at him and Ricky Kill, and later on, Ricky Kill come and wired the whole church, see? If you'll humble yourself, you don't tell him what God's going to do. I didn't know that at the time, he, he really was the job manager. He'd tell me, Brother Eddie, you're going to do what you want to do. I got the job. I, I'll just take care of it. And he just doing the wiring. Just took care of it. Just, he just become the superintendent of the, of the job site right here. I remember coming out, I thought, well, man... I had that bowl and had that rag, and I knew about it. I was raised in the church, did that kind of stuff every once in a while, once in a blue moon. I didn't much used to. And I can just remember what I'm preaching to you today. God's been good to you, and it's time that we need to humble ourselves. And, and, and I can remember going and getting that bowl, and I come around there, and I thought, well, surely y'all could have pulled your shoes off. 
So I had to get the old dirty shoes off and get the old stinky socks off. Ted's sitting over on the other side, and I, I, I'm just washing the feet, you know, just praying, washing the feet, thinking of these men, and Lord bless these men, whatever they need in their life, and I'm washing their feet, and I got them all dried off, and the Lord said, well, you got to, you got to put your shoes back on. I'm thinking in my spirit, they put their own shoes back on. Lord said, you got to put them shoes back on. See, that's kind of like serving in sincerity. I'm, I'm just telling you one time in my life I did the right thing. <laughs> I got the shoes back on. Lo and behold, if I didn't look over at Ted, Ted had his shoes already off and had his, and had his britches rolled up, blue jeans rolled up. I'm looking over there thinking. I didn't say nothing to him. Sound like, what in the world you think you need? Well, it didn't take no rocket science. So here I go with the bowl over there, and I, and I wash his feet. Got him all dressed back up. I'm just trying to tell you, God wants some sincerity about what you're doing because God's got a high calling on your life, and you're going to have to come out from among them, the Bible says, and be separate, and all these folks going to church to think they secret agents for God, it ain't going to work, and the world already knows it out there. I got his feet washed, got him all dogged back up, and he said, Brother Eddie, now I'm going to wash your feet. I said, well, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You're going to go get your own bowl of water. <laughs> Boy, what God to do? What God to do if we'll humble ourselves and God's calling us to do things? I'm just sharing that in a way to let you know that God, God's calling us. I, I, I remember a, a black guy that called me one day. I was on a job putting on rafters and he called. And I can't thank Kenneth, Brother Kenneth. Do you remember Brother Kenneth? Anyway, he would go to revivals with me and something, and I can tell you some funny stories about Brother Kenneth, and we're going to be through preaching here in a minute, but, uh, and a minute to the Lord's a lot longer than a minute here. Just, but, but anyway, I, I remember him, him calling me, and he said, can you come and get me and carry me to work? And I got man out there, and man, I'm busy, and it's, it's about 1030, as I remember right. It wasn't, it wasn't time to eat yet, you know, and I said, yeah, Brother Kenneth. I said, y'all just all go home. I mean, just go on and eat, and I'll see you here in about an hour or so. And so anyway, I went and got Brother Kenneth. I thought, is this man done lost his mind? I mean, I couldn't take no credit for it. It's got to be that greater he that's in me. He's in the world. I couldn't take no credit because I'm thinking he lost his mind. So I go and get him, and so when I'm coming into town, I'm in a big hurry. You know, I need to get me a bite, and I told him an hour I'll be back, so I need to get on back. Brother Kenneth's sitting over there, and you'd have to know this guy. He said, uh, Brother Ed, if you had anything to eat, I said, no, I was going to get something. He said, won't we stop right here? And I was going to do that fast food thing. We wind up staying and stopping to a restaurant, and man, they was busy and probably didn't have all the help they needed. We was there forever. I finally got him up there to Fred's where he was working at, and I carried him up there and let him out. He said, man, you'll never know what this means to me that you come and got me and got me to work. I went to my daddy's office one day, insurance office right there in town, and I didn't know that he was looking at me. Brother Kenneth had then gone and got a, some kind of aluminum pan somewhere. He done borrowed a towel from somewhere. He come in, my daddy was sitting behind the desk, and he come in, and he said, Brother Eddie, I looked at that pan, I looked at that cloth, I said, oh, Lord, I wonder what's been going on right here. I ain't got time, no religious stuff today. I'm busy. He said, Brother Eddie, you love don't mean I want to wash your feet. My daddy sat right over there and watched that. Now he come out of a foot washing church. He knew all about it. Got done. Brother Kenneth was gone. Brother Kenneth just cried. 
He said, you come and got me. He said, I'd already done called four other people and they wouldn't come and you come and got me. When the Lord says you've got to serve him in sincerity, he means you've got to fear him. And you're going to serve him in sincerity. You ain't going to never know. I'm here to tell you first thing when that Leonard Diffie told me to wash his feet, Kim, I thought, you nuts need to get on out of here and get on back where y'all, but I knew exactly what I needed to do. But I'm here to tell you, when you humble yourself, it's going to take you humbling yourself to get saved today. It's going to take a humbling. You know, it, it, you, you're not going to go to hell. If I said it this way, you, you're not going to miss heaven. I hate to say anything about hell. I, I do. Adrian Rogers said he hated to preach on hell. You're not going to go to hell really because of your sin. You're going to go because your sin hadn't been forgiven. You're not going to go to hell then because you sin. You're going to go to hell because of your pride. You won't be no better than nobody else when you get saved. You, you, you gonna st believe it or not, you'll still probably like banana pudding when you get saved. <laughs> you know, German chocolate cake, double ice, and probably still going to be good. T-bone steak, still going to be good. Everything else in life still going to get your attention. You're going to be worn with sin every day, but praise God, because Jesus loved you and he knew that you couldn't make it on your own, he paid your sin debt 2,000 years ago. And I'm just going to try to quit and not preach the rest of this message, and you may want to say amen right there, but listen to me. You was actually saved when he died on the cross. Over 2,000 years ago, Larry Cook, you were saved. When our Jesus hung on that cross, said, it's over, boys. It's over. Devil, you done lost. All of mankind, everybody that's going to ever be born in life just got saved. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burdens of my heart was rolled away, and it was there by faith I received my sight. Now, it says, now I'm happy all the day. I'm happy with what? Paul said, whether I live or die. Nelson, it says, whether I live or die. In other words, it says, I've gave my life to Jesus. So if I'm living, I'm living in Jesus. If I take my last breath, I'm living in Jesus. The Bible said, he that liveth and believeth in me, he said, believest thou this, you shall never die. All one day, as Caleb comes to the piano, one day, probably, these folks don't run me out of here, and I probably need to be run out of here. They're going to probably bring a casket right there, and I'm going to be laying in there. Better than that, I can say this to you. Billy Graham said one of these days, you're going to hear that Billy Graham died. He said that'll be the biggest lie that's ever been told. He said I'll be more alive than I've ever been. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Man, we travel up and down highways, and I think about myself sometime. And boy, we'll get to doing things driving I shouldn't be doing. Ain't paying, ain't paying attention. Wow. I remember stopping uptown up right over the other side of high school. It's four-way stop now. I'm probably the one who made that thing a four-way stop. I had a refrigerator in the back truck. I was carrying some apartments I got over there. Had Chris Finan in the truck with me. 
Dr. Finley's son. I pulled up her and stopped. Stop sign on my side. Wasn't on the other side. I'm pulling up like you nuts. You better stop. He didn't have no reason to stop. Wasn't no stop sign there. Right inside of that truck he came. I, I remember Chris Finley looking at me like, have you lost your mind, man? You just pulled right out in front of that. See, wasn't no stop sign there. Let me tell you something. Bible said, woe to those that are at ease in Zion. Man, I'm just going to lay back, Brother Eddie. I know I'm going to heaven. Ain't nobody going to tell me no different. I ain't got to serve him in sincerity. I ain't got to fear him. I'm just going to lay back. In Amos chapter 6, it said, woe to those that are at ease in Zion. They just kind of laying back, listen to the music. <laughs> they'll, good, they'll go to a good old gospel singing every once in a while, but when it comes to church... I call them diesel snuffers. Greyhound bus come through with the same group. Boy, they all about it. And ain't none of them going to church nowhere. I used to have them gospel singers. They'd all come. I remember having the Freemans here. Sometimes, you know, them singing groups, you know, they'd ask a lot of money. You know, they want two or $3,000 to come. I remember we had Michael Combs here. We've had some Dove brothers here. We've had some great folks here. I remember the offering being took up, and the offer was $456. We didn't had a worldly noun crew. <laughs> then we had a guy come with a guitar. All the hell was a guitar, Gerald. I, Brian, that's when you got your job right there. Guy come in here with a guitar. All the hell was a guitar. He's country, rednecking me. He played that old guitar. They gave him a $1,200 offering. <laughs> and then Brian got his job, got blessed. Got to serve him in sincerity. Got to serve him in sincerity. Got to fear him. Next verse, I didn't get to it. It says these words. It says, but if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord. If it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, it says, choose you this day whom you're going to serve. You're going to serve something. I mean, you're going to serve it. I, I, I pretty much serve that yard of mine. I think it's got to be cut every week. I pretty much serve that yard. Sometime I want to cut it twice, Jimmy. I know you're big on keeping your yard mowed. And we kind of serve that yard, don't we, really? Here comes our servant to cut that yard. I get through that yard, I'm so glad. Boy, it looks so good. Sometimes after I cut it, I double cut my front yard, Bill. I just kind of, I, I, I can't make mine do that. I don't know how they do that. Sometimes I see people cut yards, and, 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 and it, I, one way, they cut another way. How do they do that stuff? So I, I run mine at a 45, you know, thinking I'm going to get fancy with my yard, you know. It don't ever look like it. No, I don't know what they do. I don't know what kind of blade they got on that thing. They must be hitting a button or something. I don't know. You serve a whole lot of things. Boy, you, you can have a little G-God in your life about a lot of stuff. It said, choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Whether the gods of your father serving on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites, and whose land you dwell, but it says, but it's for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. Boy, that's a good scripture put up over your door. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Would you stand to your feet?